Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I am, as always, your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. I have with me my full party, Sans Warlock. Once again, he should be joining us at some point, but due to technical difficulties, we're not going to hold up the session. Anyone who listens to the session through its entirety will realize that this session is probably a little on the shorter side. That's technical difficulties. And also, I was eating shrimp. But, before I get into my illustrious companions that go on this marvelous quest of ours, allow me to once again plug Critical Wick. If you didn't buy some yet for Christmas, it's too late. You've already goofed. But hey, there's always birthday presents. And I hear that a lot of cultures take New Year's really seriously. So, buy CriticalWick.com Critical Wick Candles. They have a slew of new flavors, and by flavors I mean scents, including what our artificer is actively burning, Wizard. Why don't you give us a two-second... Yes, real good. Right on. So, speaking of that, we have our bard. Hi, guys. This is uh, Austin, playing L. Our artificer. Hey, y'all. It's Dylan, playing Boomer. Our cleric. Yo, it's Scott, playing Sleep. And our fighter. Hello, it's Jeff, playing Garen. Uh, I believe that we had just left off with... Uh, the party freshly half murdered itself. Is that correct? Perfect. So I assume that that was the case and it was late in the night. You guys had set off to rest your wounds, but uh, during the night, a alarm bell rings and stirs everyone from slumber. Yeah, we should probably get up top deck, I assume. Are we all in the same cabin? Uh, the whole bottom, the whole layer of the hold that you're in is wide open. There's no private cabins. Oh, then I guess we're all... Uh, Boomer's going to head where everybody else is going. Uh, Slate's going to follow Boomer. All right, so everyone okay. follows each other. Wait, uh, oh no, there, there are no crew members. They're all ghosts, and they can appear wherever they want to. Yep, right. Uh, well, then I'm going to go upstairs. Okay. Uh, you see uh, Eridite, the the chef on the vessel, see you all sees you all attempting to leave, and she stands in front of you on the entrance ramp to the deck. And she says, just now, where do you think you're going? Uh, we heard an alarm go off, uh... Wait a second. We, anyways, it woke us up. We thought maybe there might be some sort of emergency or some mishap that we could handle. I don't know. She recognizes the logic in that and says, Well, I won't say that I didn't warn you. You're more than allowed to attend to what's going on upstairs, but recognize it's not required of you and that you may want to avert your eyes. Well, what do you mean by okay. hurt your eyes? She looks to you and says, well, if you're going to want the whole story, then you're going to stay down here. Otherwise, pitter-patter. Well, I guess I'll pitter-patter. Thank you kindly. Yeah. Oh, I'm scared to go upstairs now. <laughs> now I'm going to go up. <laughs> All right. Does everyone go up to the main deck? Oh, yeah. Garen's, Garen's ready. Ready to get sweaty. All right, so you all go upstairs, and you see uh, 
Erudite has returned to the kitchen, sullenly cooking something. And you see uh, what could best be described as an active massacre occurring. All over the deck is viscera and gore. Every crew member is being torn asunder. Every ghastly mate in their corporeal form being reduced to piles of vitriol. Uh, and um, th- their aggressors are a series of tritons with a notable amount of uh, priestesses in their ilk, in their in their uh, line, each of which are shooting beams of magic that explode the torso of whoever they collide with. And amongst it all, you are gifted with the beautiful and tragic sight of the captain holding what can only be assumed his dying wife in his arms as he weeps streaks of blood out of his eyes. What's everyone's passive perceptions? I know that the bard is massive. Uh, Passive perceptions? Yeah. Mine's a nine. Seventeen. Okay. And then the bard's is like 23, right? It's a solid 12 for the fighter. I'm sorry? Uh, Solid 12 for the fighter. Okay. And then what's yours again, L? I'm going to say 22. I can't actually remember it. I'm just pulling the character sheet up now. Okay. Yeah, it's 22. So most of you got what I just said. Um, Slate with your 17, you notice that uh, there is a member of the crew whose eye has been cut from his face, his whole part, like this chunk of his skull has been torn away and he's desperately clawing at the bloodied boards of the deck to search for his eye. Uh, You see Ross Clamwell has been set to keelhaul and only the uh, bard will notice amongst a pair of barrels, uh, 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 rather, amongst a, a slew of barrels off the side, away from most of the gore and carnage, there lies a pair of half-elf people hiding in a pair of barrels. <clears throat> it's a overwhelming sight to say the least what's falling before you but moments uh, does anyone rise to action so I'm gonna uh, yeah I'm gonna load around it and try to take down one of the tritons okay uh, not yet slate what are you saying you do um, so I'm going to go and try and do a medicine check on the guy whose eye has been popped out. I'm going to try and like stabilize him. Question mark. Okay. Our warlock just, Doing... our warlock just joined us. Hey, uh, so this is weird. Um, you guys have rushed onto the deck of a ship or, or the ship that you've been riding on. And 
you see quite the the dastardly scene of carnage. The crew are being attacked vis- viciously by tritons. Um, but you notice that they're not in their ghostly appearance as they normally are. They are actually in their corporeal forms, and the deck is being coated in their blood. Oh, shit. Okay, great. So we all just ran out? Yes, that's what you say when you guys got to the deck. Lovely. After being warned by Eridite that you might not want to go onto the deck. Oh, but then we all did. Right. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What else were we going to do? Naturally. Your heroes, it's like right here on the tin. (laughs) Responds to adventure at all costs. Sweet. Well, I'm going to cast Mage Armor and get it on. Okay. So you cast Mage Armor. Slate goes over to aid the the, the, the recently Cyclopean man. uh, And Boomer, you fire off a round. Yeah. And Gaharan, you do what? Uh, he goes forward and tries to swing at the first right he sees. All right, so you guys all take to different forms of action, and uh, and as you do, uh, you know either your your shot whizzes through, your sword cleaves through, uh, you 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 go to aid and find all of the things you attempted to interact with to be ghastly or rather ghostly. And your your arms pass through them as if they were an illusion. Um, Arcana check. Sure. Come on, Christmas days. Yeah, yeah. Be uh, twenty-one. All right. Um, everyone sees Boomer babble something in gnomish, and then is struck with some sort of arcane feedback, as like a like burst of magic ruptures to out of his form, not like an explosion out of his head, but like a bunch of magical energy, like bursts from that part of his body. And he like falls to his, his bottom Uh, boomer. What you're experiencing is uh, to put it in Dylan terms. You just see smoke in like smoky text. The words cursed shit. Oh God, no. Oh shit. We gotta get off this boat. <laughs> no. Um, that wasn't telegraphed from when they said that it was cursed. Oh no, no, we know it's cursed. But uh, so basically, it's just they have to re, you know, relive the night of their dying. You know, this horrid moment over and over and over again, every night. So there's nothing we can do for them. Uh, no, they're just gonna have to relive this. So y'all might just want to go back to bed. This is part of the curse. I don't know how to fix it. The captain says he don't know how to fix it. This is just their life. I mean, they don't seem okay with it, but they're managing. I mean... Um, I'd like to take a better look at the two that are hiding behind the barrels. Sure. Um, they, uh, they don't seem to notice you as you approach, uh, and you Mm. get a good look at them, and they look exactly like the two half-elves that you have been seeing throughout this part of your adventure. Yeah, those guys. We're, uh, those are, they are in the ship with us, right? Yeah. Right, they dragged me to bed. Um, younger, I presume? 
Not much younger. Okay. Hmm. That's strange. Can the other uh, party members... I guess L turns to the party members and indicates that here because I guess nobody else saw them, right? Yeah, no, I mean, they were hiding and only you noticed them, so. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, L um, gestures anyone who cares to look over to him and points them out. Um, he says, uh, the rest of this spectacle seems to involve all of our uh, incorporeal hosts, but these two seem to be alive in the now, yet here they are. I mean, like, have you interacted with them? Because they're... I don't believe you have. Oh. I haven't. So... Garen's kind of just looking around, looking very confused, and certainly not in his element. And not really okay with everything around him. So the t- the twins are there. Yeah. Well, over kick the barrel. Your foot go. Your your foot kicks easily through the barrel, and it is also a part of the illusion. Am I having some connection issues, guys? I guess. Do you guys the not hear me? Kind of cut out there for a second. I'm, I, I feel like I've said a couple of things and, and um, you guys aren't hearing it. Probably. Yeah, it seems to be the case. Okay. Um, I just asked if, if they if they act like reacted to me walking over to them. Not at all. Not at all. They did not react to, to you approaching them. Okay. Um, so... So while I was doing this, um, Slate's going to try and, like, call the captain, yell at the captain. Uh, as you do so, um, the door to the captain's cabin opens, and everything you had been witnessing on the deck until this moment disappears. And just, like, the, the, the deck appears as it did earlier this evening. And the captain opens the door and goes, What? Uh, question, Captain. Are you aware that every night the scene of your death and your crew's death plays out on the bow of the ship? He almost visibly rolls his eyes and points up to the full moon and says, only on the full moon nights, and yes, I hear the bell. Then, well, you have a pleasant evening, and then Slate's going to just go back down into the bottom of the ship and get back in his hammock. All right. Hmm. Only on the tight. So, yeah, Garen's just going to slowly go back down the deck and, uh, and let this be something else he gets to tuck away in his brain. Uh, Eridite sort of smugly checks you as you all come downstairs and goes, quite the sight, huh? I don't want to talk about it. She kind of shrugs and says, I don't want to live it. 
Is it does it continue after the captain goes back in? Yes. Hey L, come here. Uh, sorry, I gotta step away from my mic. Yep. I want to see what happens. Do you want to watch like, it? Then? Yeah, yeah, to see if there's any defining moments that, you know, I can perceive that might have been that might have started the curse. Uh, you see like, magically. You see what pretty evidently is the moment. Um, not long after into your waiting period, uh, the massacre is all but over. I, I mean, every crew member is fallen or falling, except for the captain who's still on his knees holding what can again only be assumed as his dead and dying wife. Uh... And he stands up and clenches a large golden star amulet from his chest and raises it. And the full moon light casts a beam of yellow energy upon it. And you hear him begin to mutter an incantation. And from it, a uh, he's sort of wreathed in golden light. And from his wife's dying arms, a giant pearl falls onto the deck and sort of begins to, you know, roll away. And the magical energy bursts out from him, radiating, and it dispatches all of the tritons that were assaulting him and his people. Good question. Does that pearl look like the pearl that we gave the girl from the monk, uh, from the monastery? Adel, um, whatsoever. It doesn't look exactly like it, but it is also a giant pearl. Okay. So pretty fair to assume that it is of great importance to the Triton family that it belongs to. We're on the seas where she's from. You are. And she kind of owes us a favor. All right. Cool. Uh, whenever Al gets back, we'll, we'll talk in the morning. Uh, I'm gonna go go to bed, contemplate. Yeah. Okay. All right. That that's what Boomer's gonna do when he's gonna talk to L whenever L gets back or you know in the morning. All right. So everyone goes to bed, wakes up with the dawn, ish, and. Uh, it's as if nothing happened. I mean, this the the hard to see during the daylight sun spectral crew is actively at work in term in in keeping the ship operational, changing the sails as the captain spins the wheel. Uh, but it's a very mundane morning by all accounts. Um, Slate's gonna go up and approach the captain. Who's driving right now? He looks to you and wishes you a good morning, and what can he do for you? Uh, good morning, Captain. I was just curious, uh, are we making decent time? So far, we always make good time when a crew doesn't have to rest. Well, that's a good point. Um, uh, stupid question, but is there a, a library or any kind of books on the ship? I keep a fair amount of tomes myself. What is it you're looking for? 
usefulness, anything that you have uh, regarding general medicine. He sort of seems to think this over a moment uh, and then snaps his thumb and points to uh, Ross uh, and he goes, Bosun, would you kindly escort this man to my quarters and fetch any of my of my library that belongs to the field of medicine? To which Ross Clamwell steps forward and shouts a quick aye aye and looks to you with a nod. Uh, I'll follow him. Uh, he leads you to the captain's quarters uh, and pulls a mildly gilded lever on the side wall to which the sort of uh, what's the word I'm looking for Uh, like wine racks and booze sort of shifts down and what shifts up in its place is uh, a rather respectable maybe a few hundred books oh sorry Slate audibly whistles. And then starts... Uh, I'm assuming the, the deckhand doesn't indicate anything to me. Yeah, the bosun points you to a series of three or four works that he mentions. Yes, I believe these are the captain's works on medicine. Uh, is it all right if I uh, leap through them? I ask you don't leave the captain's quarters without his permission with them, but... Otherwise, sure. Uh, so Slate just picks up a book, sits down in the nearest chair, and starts uh, reading to expand his knowledge of medicine. Okay. Um, hey, uh, good. Hey, Ellie, you back? Seems like no. not. Yep, continue. Uh, does anyone else have anything else? Just uh, gonna work on the cart. On the on the cart until I can. L's done from his cat nap. I know how he hates to be awoken. So Slate, I assume that you're familiar with how to gain proficiency and skills and like learning skills. Is that what you're aiming for here? Yeah, but I don't know what your threshold is. You know how many? Some DMs do hours. Some DMs do, you know, uh, rest it long rests. You know. I was going to ask you before the session, but I forgot. It's all right. It's in the player's handbook somewhere. Okay. And I'm okay. I, I want to say it's like a long rest every day for 30 days or something like that. Uh, so mm-hmm. we can go ahead and just safely say that provided that you spend a, a reasonable portion of each day for most of the adventure on the ship that you would gain proficiency in medicine by the end of it. Uh, so I've already got uh, proficiency in medicine. Okay. I guess I can't convince you to do expertise, can I? Here's what I'll do. I'll give you a proficiency in a half rather than double. I'll take it. So you can just write, like, T next to it for trained. Right. Or studied or however you want to indicate it. Right, but that won't be for a while. Right. Okay, I'm I'm down for that. So that yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing though. 
Alright. So, I know that Boomer doesn't really want me to fast forward any time uh, until <laughs> Al gets back. No, um, Garen would more or less just be spending his free time sort of walking around the deck. Um, still a little bit bothered by the morning, but more or less just trying to work out the stiffness from being blown in half the night before. Right. Valandes, do you have anything for the day? Um, nothing in specific, no. All right, well, the world has something for you. Okay. Because uh, some at some point early in the day, your uh, sending stone begins to hum with noise. As you hear the iconic, nasally, and studious voice of Bagdura Zor chime in your pocket go, Hello, is uh, is anyone is anyone there? Uh, yep. Go ahead, Backdoor. Oh, oh, wonderful, wonderful. So I assume you are on the vessel. Is that correct? It is. And yeah. And 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 how do you how do you find it? Um, it's not as lively as you would hope. <laughs> Oh, I um, I imagine it's exactly as lively. It's the, it's the 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 the, the Captain Vampire, uh, Captain who's a vampire. So you knew you knew before you put us on this boat. Oh, of course. I I I requested them specifically. Any any reason why? Yes, there the 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 crew of the vessel is. Uh, no longer of the living and therefore requires no rest. So I figured you would accurately arrive at your destination as quickly as possible. And you are quite traveling quite the amount of time uh, on, on, on open water. So it made sense that it would be the most accurate and quick assured way of arrival. Now that you say it, I do appreciate, um, the efficiency of it. Um, a little unnerving, though. Uh, we could have used a heads up, maybe just a little bit of notice before we walked onto a vampire's dead wife's ghost boat populated by his ghost crew. Well, I didn't know all those details, but, but um, I, 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 I asked them to reach out and meet with you before the you all set off. Um, I, I, I take it that didn't go well. Uh, well, I mean, they said a spectator, so that was interesting, to say the least. Um, but, hey, we made it. We're on the boat. We're on our way, learning wonderful things about how some horrifying curses go. So, and at this point, uh, we're literally just along for the ride. Um, was there anything that you wanted us to do while on the boat oh i'm 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 very glad that you asked because there 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 is um so you are all aiming to find yourself in the most convex port town of betwins yarda's western coast uh aptly named port moon uh um when you arrive to port moon i 
uh, I, I've, I've entrusted with the captain some supplies for you all to pr- practice a ritual that will be of uh, importance when you arrive to Port Moon. Uh, and if you could make sure by the time you arrive, you get the ritual down correctly, it should make your uh, t- travel to to uh, Detroit very, very straightforward. Mm. All right. Uh, well, that sounds... That sounds promising. Um, so we just meet up with the captain, and he'll supply these items and instructions on how to accomplish the uh, the ritual. Or well, is well, well I, I, I I've personally left uh, directions for the ritual, but the captain has the uh, reagents that 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 you will find necessary. Oh, very well. Uh, well, I'll make sure to speak with him and the rest of the crew, uh, or the in the party. Um, so we can start this practice going. Uh, how delicate is this ritual? It seems like uh, having a month of practice is a little overkill, don't you think? Well, I, I know that, that 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 some amongst you are arcanely uh, t- talented, but considering that your group has had some issue with performing the rituals up to this point without disrupting the crystals, I figured it doesn't hurt to let you guys have time to uh, uh, practice before you you have to perform this appeasement ritual before a uh, dragon. Oh, okay. Um, an appeasement ritual before a dragon. Co- correct. One of the big names in Port Moon is a dragon, and uh, should you do this correctly, you will find... Uh, a service that will ferry you to Detroit in, in quite the speed. As in fly us? Oh, oh, I don't know the method. That's just what I was promised. Oh, all right. Uh, do you happen to know the name of this dragon? Oh, oh all of those instructions are in the ritual notes. <laughs> Very well. Um, all right. Uh, so a peaceful ritual for a dragon. And, uh, just, just out of curiosity, uh, just, just something that popped up in my head. Uh, what happens if we don't do it right? Well, I imagine it would be deeply insulting to the draconian in question, and he would either roast you to bits or smother you to smithereens. Hmm. Huh. For the course. Okay. All right. Um, very good. Uh, well, thank you, Victoria. Um, it's been... Um, pleasure as always of 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 course i i hope to hear from you all in a week yeah um just uh you know where we are on the ocean what 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 wonderful take care yep all right so ella's back thank god all right all right i sneaked myself into a nosebleed Oh, Jesus, you all right, buddy? Sorry, I had to step away from Mike. Is this a season one harem anime or what? Uh, yes. Anyways. Hey, buddy. Hey, you know, L, I need a favor because I think I figured out how to stop this curse. (laughs) Oh? Yeah. Solution. So you know that mermaid lady, 
or a Triton lady that you, uh, you know, wooed and whatnot to get the scale, and we gave her the pearl, and I think the pearl was way more than we needed the scale, because I'm sure we could figure another way around it, and she said that we'd be in her parts of the water, and we could call on her, maybe chat a little, do a little I, talking. I disagree with most of the particulars of your retelling, but yes, I remember who you refer to. And, and we need to call her, because we need a different pearl, because that pearl's gonna fix this curse. That pearl's... how... Whereas, if you would have stuck around for a little bit longer and figured out what happened, like I did, you would have yeah. seen that the captain grabbed a hold of the sun pendant or a pendant on his chest, a golden pendant, said some words, and then all of a sudden this pearl came out of nowhere, fell overboard, and is in the water. So, this. I'm sure she has, or can get for us. I'm, I'm, I'm missing the jump between her giving us her pearl, which she sacrificed greatly for, and it's not, it's not the same pearl. It's a different pearl. But, but like, I need you to talk to her. Okay. How getting that pearl is going to break their curse? Come on, just. Just boom. I, I, I'm <laughs> boom, sure boom, help. Boomer, I think you misunderstood my description earlier. Oh, you were cutting it out. So oh, I'm sorry. That's what I got from it. So the the wife the dying wife had the pearl. But oh, okay. as as he as uh the captain dropped her to make this incantation, the pearl fell from her hands. But it was it's definitely it definitely was on the ship. Uh, okay, so maybe if we give it... Alright, then I totally missed that part because it was cutting it out. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Uh, that was my fault because I should have stopped you and said, Hey, wait, can I hear that again? Sure. Uh, well... Hmm. Never mind. Now that I'm reliving this information in my head. Uh, hey, go on about your day. I'll go talk to the captain later. Uh... Wait, actually... Why were the Tritons attacking the ship in the first place? Maybe the Pearl was stolen goods. This is, well, probably was a pirate ship. Yeah, you're right. Maybe if we give the Pearl back. I don't know. We'll figure it out later. Sure, certainly. Though. Might have to to that Triton lady. Uh, consider the logic behind Pearl so that we can give the Pearl. We lost you there, Al. No. There you are. Just imagine I said something really sassy. That's fine. Sure. Oh, oh man, what what sass? My skin, it hurts from the sass. Um, yeah, I got you. Um, all right. All right, well. See you As later, buddy. Enjoy doing whatever you conversation. do. Conversation. I'm going to walk up to the both of them and um, give them a... Well, I uh, got a call from our wonderful party planner, Vector Zor. Knew that we were going to be on a vampire ship. He knew we were ship. Best for all of us if we were on the ship. Anyway, the captain has um, a some supplies. We need to complete when we get to Port Moon in the Twinsiarda. 
and we need to complete a ritual for a dragon. And if we screw it up, we will die. Oh. Well, all right, then. That's going to be fun. Yeah, fun. Nope, not at all. But somehow, the dragon will then get us to Detroit fast. I had no idea of how, if we're flying, going up on it. So, yeah, that's where we're at. If we don't want to go faster, can we just skip the whole dragon thing? Seemed important. Wouldn't be a bad thing to have a dragon and on our side. No, you're right. Make sure we nail. No, this would definitely not be on our side. As a matter of fact, we said it would probably insult kill us. Um. Aaron would peer around the corner and he'd say, "Dragon?" Question. We have such a good track record with our rituals. Nothing could go wrong. You know what? You're right. We're doing great. So let's uh, let's grab those supplies from the captain, and uh, we'll do some dry runs. Uh, you know, show the dragon what's what when we get there. Man, I've got like sixteen things I'm doing at once here. I'm trying to build a cart. I'm trying to build two different. You actually never mind about that. I'm trying to fix a curse, and you want me to parade around, do a little dance, do? I don't know, man. I don't know if I have time for it. I I think you might. I, I think you have to. Uh, mainly because these guys are already dead. Uh, performing the rituals gonna help us not be. They they can spend a couple more days. Uh, I'm sure that they'll be comfortable spending a few more days, not living, and at that point. You know, maybe later when we have time. But I think the ritual should probably take priority um, over everything. Uh, all right, well, I'll give you ten minutes. Well, let's go see the captain and see what all this stuff's about. There's apparently instructions with the supplies. Of course there is. So let's go take a look. Uh, f- smash cut to Slate. Uh, in the captain's quarters, uh, Slate, the bosun has far yep. has far by now left your left your side, and you have poured no small amount of time into attending to your book. Mm-hmm. It's around this undetermined time where you feel uh, a giggle in your ear and a tracing pair of fingertips uh, around your shoulders. Uh, so I'm going to turn around to see who that is. Uh, and it's the two, it's the elf, half-elf twins. Who, Hi, ladies. They smile and ask how you find the book. Uh, well, it's a very, very good page-turner, actually. I'm going to have to try and convince the captain to uh, see if he can take me on as an apprentice as I leave this life of adventure for a life of... Uh, uh, pirating and seafaring. Uh, the the one giggles a little bit, and the other sort of uh, moves more to the front of you. And uh, they go, care for a small distraction? Uh, what did you ladies have in mind? 
well, they sort of like twirl each other's hair. We noticed the way you look at us, and we figured we could get it out of the way. It's a long boat ride, Slate. Uh, sorry. I'm sorry, hello? Now, I heard boat ride something. Oh, it's a long boat ride, Slate. Uh, we're on a boat, aren't we? They kind of, like, roll their eyes coyishly and go, We know that's what we're saying, silly. As each of them sit on one of your knees. I don't know where this is going, but I really like it, so I'll just follow your lead. Uh, they begin to do what can easily be described as softcore porn uh, with you. And uh, do you lay your hands on them at all? Uh, yes. Um, it's not long before you find that one of them is a little on the not-what-you-expected side. What's that good arrow? Like a trap? Yeah, we're talking like a that, that good old Aerosmith song, Dude Looks Like a Lady. Uh huh. But other than that, it's Do just. Good. Is it one and one, or is it both unexpected? Oh, it one looks like what it is, and the other one looks like what it isn't. Well, that's fine. Slate's down. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, I think at that point, you're committed. I mean, right? <laughs> anyway, it's at about that point where you're beginning to unbuckle your pants when the captain's quarters door swing wide open. Sleight of hand check. Okay, go for it. Buckling my pants before anyone sees. Right, no, I get you. Perception check. <laughs> yeah. Counter perception check. Are we rolling here? Yes. All right. Um, 23. Uh, that is a 15. All right. You managed to stuff your sausage away quick enough for no one except for Valandes to see you probably way too much. Oh, Christ, dude. Come on. What? Uh. As the party walks in with the captain. What's going on in here? Um... The short and skinny of it is, we are reading literature about anatomy. Nothing short and skinny about it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> hey, man, you should be careful. Sometimes people die like that. <laughs> Boomer, if I was ever going to die as an adventurer, that would be the way to go. Karen puts his hand on Boomer's shoulder and says, I told you you'd be making jokes about it before this was over. Yeah, you're right. I, you either laugh about it or you cry about it. It's all of the choice you make. I need to step away from my mic again. Sorry, I'll be back. Anyway, uh, so the twin half-elves disappear out of the room with a quickness. And uh, it's just the party and the captain. Okay. Uh, um, I'll, I'll have a brief um, slate on the situation with the dragon quickly. Okay. And then turn to the captain and say, so uh, we're, we're expecting these supplies. Um, could you point us in a direction and maybe give us any information uh, further than what our small bald friend at the Capitol had told us? 
The captain nods and almost smirkingly pulls up a series of haversacks. Uh, more like large backpacks. One for each of you. And he says, little more in each of these backpacks than a costume and uh, some accoutrement. But there's also some incense, a series of candles, and allow me to suggest that you save the candles until the actual ritual but have them set up correctly on your practices. Mm, sound advice. Definitely. Um, any insight that you could give to us um, on this ritual? Maybe anything that might give us an edge he uh, not- to not screwing it up in front of a dragon? Slate's going to interrupt and say, yeah, Captain, a little more detail would be appreciated. Well, as I was informed, most of the instructions will be inside of those packs. There should be a scroll in each of them. But the long and short that I got is that you're performing a old ritual of dragon appeasement. Uh, a few of you are, are food, a few of you are offerings, and a few of you are kind word speakers, as I believe the way it was told to me. Don't worry if you are quote-unquote food, you're not actually to be eaten. Uh, Everyone in this ritual is simply manifestations of what's being offered to the dragon. I really hope those instructions are heavily detailed. Yeah, and this is why we need to practice, Boomer. Oh my god, whiny, whiny, whiny. Let's do it then. You're doing an awful lot of talking for someone who wants to practice. Fine. Let's go. Alright. So we'll hand out the haversacks and uh, everybody rips in. Are they, na- are they named? Like, are they for specific people? Yes. Or... Yeah, yeah. The different sacks are have like little leather name tags on them. Alright. Well, I'm going to rip mine up. Yeah, Garen will rummage through his. Alright. I will look for instructions. Alright. Yeah. So, uh, in Boomers and in Slate's bags, the costume you're to wear looks like you're being wreathed in bacon and fatty food, uh, fatty meats. We're food. Uh, and also you're, you there are like ladles and, and like cast iron pans with instructions that you were to, the two of you are to dance in a wide circle and clang the, the kitchenry together as you sing, you know, a series of words about how you can't wait to be eaten by such an amazing being. Uh, so Slate mumbles something to himself and makes a religious symbol that looks like he's making the cross. Right. And then... Um, does what the instructions say to the best of his abilities. Uh, in in uh, Valandes and in Els uh, bags are long golden gowns that are draped in like those like dancer coins. And you two are instructed to lay in like a smaller semicircle or a smaller circle than the meat and are to jingle around on the ground and look like a, a gigantic pile of gold. Uh, 
and you have a similar song that you can tell is definitely written by the same person as the meat song, except yours is about how wonderful it is to be owned by such a great beast. And they, it's something you should be used to. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice. Uh, and no, then no, Geheran. Yeah. This is my treasure room. <laughs> there are many like it, but this one is mine. Uh, <laughs> Geheran like has. Geheran has the distinct privilege of wearing a very unflattering mascot like outfit that looks like him without armor on. And his song is more of a speech, and it is that it has very heavy-handed tones of dragonborn such as he should have no right to speak to a proper dragon, but if you would only listen to us in our time of need, we could someday aspire to be quite like you. Etc., etc. Am I three-fifths of a dragon? Basically. (laughs) You're certainly separate and not terribly equal. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so, anyway, uh, that that's like the long and short of the ritual. Um, did anyone else have any other questioning for the captain? Why me? Uh, yeah, um, but I can ask him later. You guys look delicious. Yeah, well, you look like a slave. I mean, <laughs> you look like a two-year piece of shit. I hate you. Cue slap fight between Bell and Boomer. You gotta There's love no how... slap fight. I will end you. You gotta love Boomer just always going from, like, two miles per hour to 50 miles per hour. Garen puts on his fancy outfit in the meantime while they argue. (laughs) Yeah, I'll put on the stupid meat outfit. (laughs) The captain asks if you would kindly not practice the ritual in his quarters. That's fair. Alright. I guess we'll do this on deck in the sunlight so we don't get made fun of my ghosts. What are you worried about? This isn't the most embarrassing thing we've done on this adventure. Yeah, Jared marches out the front door. He marches. It's top five. As they're walking out, hoping nobody notices, Balan's going to pop a hip. Just make it jingle. Yeah, I mean, you jingle pretty good. Do I get any kind of, like, trumpet with this masked god outfit? or? Oh, you have, like, one of the... What, what are those called? Like a bubuzela? Oh, oh my God, Garen's Dutton. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, I assume you guys give the ritual a, an attempt. Once he can stop dicking around you, <laughs> reluctantly. All right, everyone, yeah. give me everyone, give me a performance check. Oh God, in heaven! Uh, anyone who's trained in performance can aid one other per, other person during the ritual. Not trained in performance. I'm not trained in performance. Mercenary cleric. The bard is not trained in performance. Sorry, not trained. Um, 
proficient. Oh hell yeah! How's a fourteen sit? Uh, just let me know what the lowest roll is. Uh, it's a seventeen from the dragonborn. Sixteen. Dice. Christmas dice are rolling because I got nineteen boys. Oh hell yeah! Oh look at that! Dwarf mercenary sucks at performing. Uh, so so who was the lowest? Is that what the half elf said? That's me. And it was a thirteen. Fourteen. Okay. Don't don't chip me like that. Sorry, sorry. Uh, sorry I mean, wait, wait. what are we? Um, what are we rolling? A performance check. Just straight performance. Yeah. Oh come on, come on, come on, come on. I got a it's ten. Hard. Yeah, hard. that's the lowest performance. Bard. The the bard what? Anyway, I assume that Al was trying to say that he's not proficient in performance, which is hilarious. You don't need to be proficient in performance to be a bard. You get proficiency in your, like, loot. <laughs> Worst bard ever. No, I get that. I just think it's funny. Would you roll, Oh, He got a 10 in total. Okay. So you guys do a pretty good job, although you feel that Slate doesn't quite have the hang of what he's supposed to be doing completely, and L just didn't really seem to put his heart into it. This is bullshit, guys. <laughs> oh, come on, get into the spirit, Garen says, before duding straight at the elf with his dragon sailor. Hey, I'm the best meat pile you've ever seen in your life. Put some pizzazz into it. Anyway, I'm so single. Be my daddy. Do it. I can't. I just can't. We're getting closer. We, we right, are. One more time. Anyway, so uh, this goes on for some time. Uh, you guys think you're getting it, but you probably need more practice as the day goes on. Um, anyone else have any other interactions for the day? No. Uh, uh, I want to go ask the, the captain about the pearl have said, but I want to do it in a way that's not going to have him upset and kill me. Okay. Slate needs a drink. So you go into the captain's quarters. Yeah, like a nice knock. Sure. First. He opens the door and welcomes you in. Hey, captain. How's it going? He, uh... Sort of bobs his head a little and goes, it's all right, you know. Day after the full moon is always a little rough, but quite fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure I, I kind of watched all that last night. And listen, I want to be up front. I'm a person who likes to help, and I don't want you to take this the wrong way. I, who are in need, and I don't think you're in need, but I know you've tried multiple times and had other people from the outside try to help you I just want to go through the full story I saw that the Tritons got on board 
and we might have helped a Triton lady who lives in these waters. And if she's the curse, she kind of owes us a favor, maybe. Maybe we can try to help the curse lift. I don't mean anything by it. I'm just, I just see you guys kind of suffering every full moon, and that really sucks. He hears your words and, and takes his seat and uh, pours a glass of blood as he uh, sips it. He sort of gestures for you to sit as you speak and pours you, or uh, sorry, uh, snaps his thumbs and uh, the ghostly butler appears and pours you a glass of, of hard liquor. And he sort of gestures before he speaks. He says, please drink. I'll sip on it. Alright. He responds as you do so. I appreciate your offer. I truly, truly do. And your kindness in trying to understand what afflicts me and my crew hits me at my cold, unbeating heart with a passion. For that I will be ever grateful and will do you as kind as possible. But I will not undo, and as he sort of says undo, he sort of pulls... Hold on, I'm... I'm out. Hello? Alright. As he says undo, he pulls away a small bit of cloth to reveal a large pearl the size of your head. And he says, I won't give it back. The power it gives is worth the suffering. Alright, so you you know you can stop the curse, but you don't. I do not have a, a means to talk to the Tritons of these waters, for I can't leave the ship. Hold on, I'll be right back. I'm gonna. I'm in and out. I'll be right back. So without a way to reach the Tritons, I have no way to undo this curse. So if you would speak to them on my behalf, I would be interested to hear their terms. Uh, well, maybe we could get a uh, emissary of the Tritons you to talk to. Very well. I will... Alright, well... In three days' time, we will be in the near same waters for which the curse afflicted us. I will weigh anchor there, and we will let you all be our emissaries. Alright, that sounds pretty good, Captain. Um, I appreciate you, and this ship is the finest ship I've ever set sail on. Go talk to my people. Very good. Make, make ready. Yeah, of course. Uh, Alright, bye. Finish off his bed, then go and try to find L. Alright, you find L. Hey, buddy. I'm gonna need you to call that, that Triton lady. The emissaries from ourselves. The Tritons. Kind of soon. We're going to have to uh, call... We're going to be in the uh, 
parts of waters where uh, uh, the the tragedy happened on this boat, and we're going to have to, uh, I would like you to call the Trent woman that we talked to be emissaries for this boat to the Triton people and see if we can come to some sort of accord uh, for the captain and maybe uh, a little bit. I suppose we could try it. Bear in mind that it is our one favor that we get from her. Yeah, but how many more times are we going to you know, sail across the water this way? Cool. So yeah, uh, I know it's the one favor, but we gotta try. We gotta help these people out. I mean, we don't know the full story, but hey, you know, he seems to be doing good, and his wife's dead. That's pretty terrible. Do they really? And it seems like. Do they even want to be helped out? I mean, forgive me for being callous, maybe, but this seems like a fairly cushy lifestyle. I can think of worse fates than being cursed to sail about the seas in your own ship. Yeah, but having to watch your yeah, but you're gonna have to watch like what's the thing you love the most in life? Be honest with me. Other than drinks and you know material things, what's the thing you love most in life? Well, okay, well, just imagine another version of you being murdered every full moon, and you weren't able to save yourself, and you have to watch it the entire time, and uh. You know, have to live with that for the rest of your life. You stretched the hypothetical to... metaphor, but I understand what you're saying. Oh, well, good. Yes, yes, we can, you know, we can call her and ask at least, I suppose. Who I knows? appreciate it. Maybe if she can't help us, she won't even count it as the favor. Hey, hey, silver lining. Uh, anyways, uh, we'll be there in a couple days, so we'll. That morning, we'll, you know, do whatever you need to do, like put your finger in the water and talk to fish or whatever it is. Anyways, I'm going to go finish working on some stuff. Bye, buddy. I like how you say bye like you're in a phone call with him. Right. What was that? <laughs> I said I like how you say goodbye to him like you're in a phone. Like, I like how you say goodbye like you're in a phone call with him. <laughs> yeah, I always do that. I get that. I just imagine Boomer just like, well, I'm done with this conversation, and then, like waves his hands in front of himself and then just walks away. <laughs> I do it to everybody. If you ever notice, I'm like, all right, well, bye, bye, bitch. <laughs> I just walk away. Nah, I get it. It's just, it's just always funny. I feel like that's how much culture works. Sure, sure. In my head, it's headcanon. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and let Slate go back to studying medicine. I'm going to let you go back to working on the cart. And I'm going to let the rest of the party try and make heads or tails of this dragon appeasement ritual. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and call it here for the night. We're just over an hour. That's like good enough to bother even recording. And uh, our technical difficulties tonight have just made tonight's session borderline unplayable for everyone. Sorry, guys. It sucks. So I'm sorry for all of that, uh, but as always, I've been your Dungeon Master, Kenny. Uh, we will look into these technical difficulties for next week, and I hope you've enjoyed myself, our artificer, who... Be, 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 that.
<laughs> yeah. It's still yeah. playing Boomer. Right, y'all. <laughs> Our bard. Uh, this is Austin playing Al. Have a good night. Our cleric. Uh, this is Scott playing Slate. Take it easy, y'all. Our fighter. Hey everybody, it's Garen. Have a good night. And our warlock. Hey everyone, it's Jesse. Enjoy your night. <laughs> good night, everybody. Sorry about the problems. Bye. It's time to bye. Dude.